It's, uh, we're here live every Sunday doing uh, NFL picks. Matter of fact, we're live every day, 365 days a year, Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Saturdays and Sundays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, uh, coming off of college football Saturday. Joe, how are you doing today? I'm good. I want to say happy birthday first and foremost, Mitch. Well, thank you. It's uh, going to be an inferno tonight when we light that cake on fire. So uh, <laughs> it, it's like when you get to be my age, you don't do the candles. They just light the whole freaking cake. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so here you go. They call the fire department. But uh, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, just I'm just at this point, I'm just happy when I wake up. Anyways, uh, got... Uh, you know, full. We got not really a full slate of NFL games. So it's our smallest and Sunday card of the year. So in these cards, I generally like to be super selective and uh, really just you know go for the go for the ones. Um, you know, yesterday in college football, it seemed like a pretty generic schedule. A lot of teams had the day off. A lot of teams had what looked to be layup games. But what we saw was really some games that were a lot more competitive than what people expected. The Cincinnati Bearcats struggled and the Oklahoma Sooners struggled. And generally, when that happens, um, the way the polls work is Oklahoma will not be penalized and Cincinnati will get pushed to about eighth or ninth. Um, Oh, absolutely. You see that coming already. Yep. They're just looking for an excuse to get them out. And I think that that, you know, just winning by seven points on the road um, is probably enough, you know, even though Oklahoma clearly struggled at Kansas. Um, oh, that was a terrible first half for them. I could not believe what I was seeing out of them. But this is a t- this is an Oklahoma team that we also saw struggle against Tulane. We saw them struggle against, you know, pretty much almost lose the game against West Virginia had they been able to hold on to the ball. Um, West Virginia looked to be in position to win that game. You know, it hasn't been a great year for Oklahoma. They continue to win, but I, I can't see them you know, hanging with a Georgia or Alabama or even Ohio State, um, you know, who once again beat a two and five team and acted like they won the national championship. It's kind of, <laughs> it's it's the way things go in Columbus. <laughs> they absolutely did. It made me laugh too. I'm a Buckeyes fan and, you know, watching that, watching them win it, it was an easy win for them. But yes, again, not, um, they didn't win everything yesterday. No, it's, I mean, Indiana's two and five on the season. It's a lousy Indiana team. It's yeah. not even a good Indiana team. It's a bad Indiana team. I don't know. I just, I, I struggle with college football. And then we saw the Oregon Ducks, you know, really what we saw yesterday from Oregon was we saw a team that's clearly growing, you know, and clearly just getting better and better. And that defense is as good. I mean, they have, they have an NFL defensive line. I mean, they could stick Absolutely. that. They could stick that defensive line, you know, for the Houston Texans or something like that, and they would automatically be improved. They have two guys that are probably top five NFL picks on that defensive line alone for Oregon. Yeah, I completely agree with you. What a game that was! Yeah, they just really fun to watch. They really whipped UCLA in the trenches. I mean, they just whipped oh, they them did. up front. And um, how about those Oregon uniforms? Ooh, who came up with that? I like one? them. Yeah, I like that I one like too. Them. I like that one yeah. too. It was. Uh, it was kind of, it looked like, what, like they just took a paintbrush and just went like this or something on them with the black paint. Yeah. And yep. uh, I thought those some of the better ones that they've had. I like it way better than like the lemonade all yellow and stuff. That they'll oh, yeah. Take. I don't like those bright lemonade neon colors. So I yeah. definitely like these uniforms a lot better. But I thought the Ducks were a team definitely worthy of moving up. Of course, Penn State will move down. So, and you know, 
They won't move. They're not going to move Penn State too far down because they have that game on ABC next week against Ohio State. So it's like they, you know, they don't want to move them too far, you know. And and that seems yeah. to be the way that it works, right? It's like absolutely they have the game coming up, and then uh, you know, there's a lot of other good games out there. Certainly, I I I caught I caught a, a nice one in, with that Nevada Fresno game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Fresno uh, getting that get catching the back door there you know they had the chance and then they fumbled and then it was like you kind of knew that if they got the ball back they were you know Nevada was going to score because Fresno could not cover those wide receivers I don't know if Nevada has NFL wide receivers or if they're just or Fresno's secondary is just that small and bad I'm not really I sure. I think it's I think it's just that bad. Yeah, maybe. Right? It was. I just don't think they can get it together. But Nevada has the third best passing attack in the nation. So it's like so maybe it is. I mean, those guys were seriously, I mean, it was men against boys. It was amazing that, that they didn't um, you know, win the game. They just I mean, Fresno had few answers for them. They didn't they didn't get a lot of the calls, you know, that's for sure. There was some tackles in the end zone. But anyways, we move forward to NFL, just trying to kill some time, give everybody a chance to join us across our, uh, our, our various different channels. And, of course, we don't have Joe D'Amico with us today, so uh gives us a little <laughs> bit of extra time. So we do have Ron Romanelli with us. Ron, the Gators were off yesterday, but the cocktail party has begun. The countdown has <laughs> begun. There's two games that the Gators really count down to every year. One is this one. It is cocktail party week, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, you know, draw a line right down the middle. You will see the blue and, and red. One of the coolest pictures that they ever show, that they show every single year. Um, it's just a line that goes straight down the middle of the stadium. You can see this half is red and this half is blue. And it's just, <laughs> you know, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Um, it's been called that as long as I could possibly remember. And... <laughs> It's amazing that they built that ja- that they built the stadium in Jacksonville, the exact distance that is halfway between Florida and Georgia, the schools. I think it's you know I I believe it's intentional you know just for this game. Oh uh, yeah, I mean this is one of the bigger rivalries in college football, and you know even though this is <clears throat> two teams in different directions, you got Georgia you know outstanding this season, and the Gators in a bit of a down year after especially after last week's uh, loss to LSU, but. This is still going to be a game where you see just as many fans for each side show up. I know a lot of my friends are very excited for this one, and I won't be in attendance, but um, I can't wait to see what everybody's, you know, on their social media, all the videos and all the good times everybody has. Win or lose, it's going to be a good time for those Florida fans. I know that. I, I, I really like the Gators' chances this week. I, I have to say. Really? That, yeah, I really do. I think that, hmm. um, you know, Mullen has got he's got to put it, send it all out to the table on the table in this one. There's nothing to hold back. There's no reason to they're not. There's no reason to save anything. This is the game, and you know, Florida. It's not like Florida gets the scraps when it comes to recruiting either. I know that you know Georgia's had some great recruiting classes, but Kirby Smart hasn't really been able to hold on to all those guys once they've gotten into Georgia. The, the transfer portal. Um, while it's been a nice thing for the for the players, you know, for all the guys who committed, and you know, what does commitment mean anymore? Right? It means you can transfer out if you want and play right away. Um, the way the college rules are, it used to be you committed, you were committed, right? I mean, you you committed, you were pretty much committed. You have to sit a year and all that stuff if you wanted to transfer. But now they have the portal, and it's like so the number one recruiting class from two years ago might not be the number one recruiting class mm-hmm. anymore. Guys like who give teams the, the number of recruiting class like the year Georgia, you know, had Justin Fields, 
um, you know, they were the number one recruiting class. He was a big part of that. And then when he transferred out to Ohio State, um, you know, what happens to that recruiting class? And I think, you know, we see that with Georgia where the depth isn't what it, what it was a couple of years ago, but that front line is unbelievable, right? It's like they've been able to have that competition in between. But, um, you know, I think Florida, no shrinking violet when it comes to uh, the recruiting process either. They get first crack at the state of Florida talent, which is the best talent in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, they get first crack, and it goes. it always has gone Florida, Florida State, Miami, in that order. Um, who gets what? Um, but you know, with Alabama, Ohio State, and all those other schools really, you know, digging in, digging their heels there. I don't know. I think Florida's got the talent to go with them. Mullen's got really? no excuses wow. here. He's got yeah. no excuses. What would you say the spread would be for this one? Oh, I think it's going to be double digits. I think it's going to be eleven. Yeah, definitely eleven. I wouldn't be surprised though if it's in the eight nine range. I really wouldn't. Really? It, oh yeah. I mean. We we saw we saw Florida come one stupid two point conversion you know play call away from you know taking Bama to overtime, and you know Georgia's 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 a good team this year, but I mean Florida can run with these guys. They, they Florida. I mean this Flor, Georgia just looks faster than a lot of the teams that they play. And yeah, when when Florida played Vandy, right, they look faster than them too. And it's like, if this turns into a track meet, I think Florida has the guys that I think they can run with them. Yeah, you know? I do. Th- I, I, agree I think with they that. can run with them. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, if it's a defensive game, I think the obviously Georgia has a huge advantage. But if it is a track meet, like you said, I do think Florida does have the advantage there. Um, I don't think Georgia can get in that kind of style of games. They haven't really been in that game all year. So it'll be interesting to see. We saw Florida punch it up the gut on Bama, you know, and I think we haven't really seen too many teams be able to do that. And I think if you can do that to Bama, you could probably find a wrinkle against Georgia because these guys are super aggressive. And Mullen runs like a lot of delays and stuff. And like these that, you know, he's the guy that kind of developed that jump pass. Remember that Tebow did. So I think that um, I think that, uh, you know, those type of plays are going to work against an aggressive defense. Yeah, and plus well, they have I mean, extra time to game plan for it. Plus so. the adrenaline, you know, of the yeah. cocktail party. You know, it's yeah. I mean, it's a huge rivalry, so really anything can happen. In most years, it's a, it's a coin flip kind of game. So, you know, I definitely think taking the points would be a, a good way to look at it. But I'm not sure if they can get it done outright. But we'll I see. like the over in beer sales at that one. Oh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, NFL Sunday. It's like I'm. It's like games like that. And Joe and I, you know, she's not as immersed in college football as I am. And we kind of went over a lot of the, we've been going over a lot of the rivalries and the trophy games and the mascots and a lot of that on our college football show. But this was one that we didn't go over. This is the world's largest cocktail party. We like clean old fashioned hate, you know, Georgia, Georgia tech. And we like some of these other games and Notre Dame took, took the jeweled shillelagh yesterday from USC. But uh, <laughs> I think Floyd Rosedale's this week as well. So anyways, what do we, what do you got for us today in the NFL? Yeah, I I heard what you said earlier about how you know the small NFL schedule. I think you got to be very selective, and and that was what I was uh, doing this past week. You know, just looking for my spots in the NFL card. Not my favorite card as far as free plays go, but I do like my premiums, and I do like this free play with the Giants and Panthers. We have two bad offenses going at it at MetLife Stadium. You know, the Giants seems like they have a million injuries. At skill positions, I'm just waiting for them like to call Plaxico Burris, you know, to get into the get on the field because no wide receiver depth on this team anymore. You know, Galladay, Tony, 
Uh, Sterling Shepard's banged up. Darius Slayton's banged up. No Saquon Barkley. Um, even the offensive line is banged up with Andrew Thomas. He's going to be missing this game. So, you know, an already bad offensive line got worse. And the Panthers, they put a ton of pressure on quarterbacks. I think they have the six most sacks in the league this season. So we saw what Daniel Jones can do under pressure last week. It, it was miserable. He had his worst game of the season, maybe even one of the worst of his career, turning the ball over left and right. Um, the Giants only put up 11 points, and eight of those points were in garbage time. So I think Jones is in trouble in this game. But on the other side, Sam Darnold hasn't shown much in the past few games either. Um, since that 3-0 and start to the season, the Panthers are 0-3. Darnold's thrown six interceptions in those three games, and I think the, the big missing piece has been Christian McCaffrey. Since he's gone down, the offense has just not looked the same. Um, even though I do like what Chuba Hubbard has done, I just think McCaffrey, I think it's undervalued what he does in the passing game, the running game. He's just an overall stud on offense. Um, you know, the Giants' defense hasn't been great, but Sam Darnold hasn't been either, and I, I think this is a big game for him on the road. I'm not sure if I trust him in this spot, so... I wouldn't be surprised to see like a defensive touchdown, scoop and score, pick six kind of, you know, look at those props on uh, your sports books. They probably give you good value on that. But um, I think we have two bad offenses go at it. And I think the bad offenses rule the day. So I'm going to take the under in this game should be an ugly one. I think that we see a lot of three and outs and just a bad offense from both sides. Yeah. You know, um, I was looking at, uh, let me come get back on the screen with you guys joe what do you think of this one yeah um this is one of the games that i do like i'm leaning on the panthers in this one i really do think this is a team that could make the playoffs if they start getting somewhere they have to win this game the giants on the other hand this team has just fallen apart so many injuries um i don't see them doing it we look at the panthers they're eight and one against the spread in their last nine on the road. They're a stronger road team. And I do believe in Sam Darnold. Yes, he hasn't been playing up to expectation um, the last couple games, but I can see him coming back. And um, McCaffrey does make an absolutely huge difference. But I think um, Sam Darnold's ability to, we've seen him get the touchdowns. We've seen him do things. Um, especially against this Giants team. I see him having a way better day. I do like the under as well. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, Ron. Well, you know, I was looking at this one, and oddly enough, um, oddly, oddly enough, uh, I was looking over at our uh, Pick Dogs betting tools, and it had actually one of the dog streaks was on this game. So I'm going to show you guys what that one was. Mm. It's this. The Giants have covered in their last five as dogs against the NFC South. Um this is right from our pick dogs uh, under the betting tools. It's right. It's the front. It's the top one on the homepage of the betting tools site. So if you guys haven't checked out our betting tools, all sorts of stuff like this. And the one at sports chat place um, equally is uh, equally as uh, informative. I, I get, I get to I really climb down a rabbit hole on that thing this morning, looking at just the standings and all the thousands of different options. But, yeah. you know, I, I, I've been leaning Panthers all the way. Cause, cause I mean, I really like fading the giants, right? I mean, who doesn't I mean, after <laughs> last week. Right. I mean, that was just, yeah. you know, that was, that was infinity pool money. We won right on the, in the Rams. But um, I just think that, uh, you know, in this one, you know, it's like that, that trend is hard to go against. And, you know, without McCaffrey, they have been also, you know, I, I I hate to say this, but I think that you know we see the uh, the dirty tricks committee come out a lot in in 
some of these games. And the Panthers aren't really a team that's going to get a call in New York. Um, I just don't see that scenario. You know, I think the Panthers are the type of team that don't get the call in New York and no one notices because it's the Panthers, right? It's like no one says anything because right? it's, it's okay because it's the Panthers. One of the one of the smaller market teams. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what I'm looking at there. What yeah, else? I love that website. I, I think it's a great addition. I, you know, thousands of hours of sports information. So somebody like me, uh, you guys, you guys know I love my stats, and I think it just provides so many extra things. I'm definitely adding it to uh, my handicap, and you know, gotta look at a lot of the trends there. Um, and so, you know, just right in front of your face, you can just get it so easily. Like Mitch said, he goes on the website, finds a trend. And, you know, now, you know, I, I actually kind of agree with them. I think, um, <clears throat> you know, I do think this game goes under. And because of that, I think points are valuable. So I wouldn't be surprised to see this one fall into that three point spread. It stayed at three all week, despite a lot of public pressure on the Panthers. So, um, yeah, I'd be leaning towards the Giants and the points as well. But I definitely like that under. What do you think about um, Sam Darnold, like, really being familiar with losing in that stadium? Do you think, like, you know, <laughs> that, you know that has anything to do with Yeah, this? I mean, this, this stadium gives them nightmares. I mean, everybody said, you know, oh, it's the Jets. And after the first three weeks, everybody, oh, you see, you can't play for the Jets. Nobody can play for the Jets. But now it looks like we're getting the old Sam Darnold back. So I think he's having some nightmares. I, th- I think he's had some issues with um, playing in this stadium i think he's way worse at home than he is on the road so it's terrible but i mean now he's on the road but it's you know who knows but um but the giants also at home when they're home underdogs they're terrible they're 7 and 19 against the spread in their last 26 as a home underdog i don't like that yeah but against the nfc south five in a row true bunch of different things to look at here a lot, lot of angles this is like i yep. said you know when you have less games and you can really dig into them it's like you can really go down the rabbit hole <laughs> yeah so check that out stats.sportschat place and big dogs and by the way happy birthday mitch it's a Thanks. national holiday today we got a holiday next week in halloween but this day is a lot more important yeah it's it's been it's been quite a month <laughs> we're enjoying it is that all you have for us today or you got another game or yep as far as free play goes that's what i got but um on the website i got my nfl super sunday trio like i said you know you got to pick your spots on today's card i think it's a bit tricky and i really like the three premiums i have on the board all three against the spread uh, one of them's at one o'clock the other at four and then the sunday night football game as well so check that out i've been three straight winning days i'm 10 and 5 in my last six days so starting to heat up now is a perfect time to grab me whether you grab a long-term plan or that three pick uh, plan today that'll be a good idea so check me out pick dogs premium you wouldn't say i don't want you to say grab me too close to bitler it's uh <laughs> we know we know how he gets you know you you might see it you might see a 30 dollar tip but you know next Uh-oh. time you next time you go oh, to pick him up a cheeseburger package. somebody bought my year <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Brian Bittler. So sharps a lot. (laughs) All right, Ron. Well, thanks for joining us. I look forward to talking to you next Saturday. I'm sure you'll be uh, ready to go for the, uh, for that Georgia, Florida game. I'm ready. I can't wait. Florida home is the home team is designated home team this year. It's Georgia. Um, I I think it might be Georgia, but I, I don't know. It just seems like the Gators have so many home games every year, but well, Georgia has plenty of those too. So yeah, yeah. They, they, both these teams, <laughs> no, no one has more home games than than Michigan. But 
These guys both have uh, plenty. Anyways, thanks, Ron. We will see you next week. We appreciate you dropping by. That was Ron Romanelli. Interesting take. That's like a game that, like, on a, on a, if you have a full NFL card, it might slide under the radar. And it's like, it's one of those games that, like I said earlier in the week, I was, you know, Panthers, Panthers, Panthers. I saw that angle and it's kind of like, I'm just not going to bet this thing at all. You know, it's like, I got, yeah, know. completely understandable. That's a really strong, strong stat. Yeah. I can't say strong stat. Stat. Say strong stat five times in a row. <laughs> uh, I'm well, a struggling thing at once. We'll let, we'll let you do that one. But. <laughs> Next up, we're going to um, bring in uh, Al Ninos, who, of course, uh, is uh, still uh, might be a little red-eyed from uh, crying about his Dodgers. Uh, it was it was an ugly and pretty much anticlimactic ending there for, uh, for the Dodgers. You know, I think when Matzik struck Mookie Betts out on three pitches, um, that was pretty much the nail in the coffin with runners of second and third, um, you know, that was uh, I've seen that same scenario before when the White Sox won the World Series when they actually won it in two thousand whatever five right, but uh, you know you know when it's over when you see that happen. We did it to uh, uh, El Duque did that to Big Poppy in that series. It's the exact same scenario, and uh, when you see that happen, it's kind of like this is a team that's that's going. You know, and I think the Braves are going to be a tough out. They'll definitely take the win out of you, and yeah, especially when you're behind like that. I mean, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it was a tough series for the Dodgers. Uh, definitely made a mess out of their rotation, as we talked about before the show. But uh, I'm sure you can have asked for much more of a uh, better birthday gift for yourself. So uh, happy birthday, Mitch! I hope you enjoyed that one. Well, I enjoyed my yeah. cane. My canes were my were my birthday gift. Getting, there you go. Getting there that win go. over NC State, they had every chance to blow the game, which they have been doing in recent years, and they they didn't do it. They held on and got the win. But yeah, anyways, tough uh, tough Saturday for me uh, in the MLB. But uh, yeah, moving on uh, to the NFL. And, uh, hopefully, this will cheer me up a little bit. What do you got for us today in NFL action now? Uh, we uh, looked at a couple of big dogs over the last couple of weeks, which uh, didn't work out too well for us. Uh, time to flip the script a little bit here. Uh, we're going to look at the Cardinals who are hosting the Texans after a very impressive 37-14 uh, to 14 win over the Browns. Um, they should score it well in this game, uh, while Houston should uh, struggle to find the end zone uh, yet again. Kyler Murray's uh, destroyed most uh, defenses he's faced. He uh, had that one... Uh, <laughs> One slow week in San Francisco, scoring just 17. But, uh, but yeah, scoring uh, more than 30 points in all their other games this year. And uh, you're not going to see this offense uh, get held to less than 21 points too often this this year. So so I expect uh, another good game out of this offense. Not just Kyler Murray. He has some good weapons to play with out there, too. And, um, yeah, on the other side, you got Davis Mills, who's uh, thrown uh, seven interceptions to just five touchdowns. So... Um, yeah, as I said, they're going to struggle to find the ends on this one. You can expect another interception or two out of him in this one. He should be throwing the ball a lot um, coming from behind against the defense. We should be expecting the pass. So I expect him to have some ugly numbers again. Uh, we're getting here what's looked like the best and uh, definitely the most consistent team so far this season. Uh, this is a big number. It's the biggest spread on the board, but uh, I'll lay the points with the Cardinals here. Joe, what do you think? 
I hate this spread. I really do. It's just way too many points um, to take either of these teams. The Texans are one of the worst teams. Cardinals are one of the best. I'd be looking more at different kind of ways we could bet this game. I'd be looking at the Cardinals team total, um, leaning on that over for that. I think they have a fantastic day. Um, I just don't like taking this one straight up. The Cardinals are absolutely fantastic, but we know any given Sunday. So for me to lay... 18 points. I really just don't want to do it. Um, do I think they do it? Yeah, a hundred percent, but I'm not touching that. I'd look at the Cardinals team total. When we look at this, the Cardinals average margin of victory is 14.2 points and the, the Texans average margin of defeat is 13.3 points. Neither of those eclipse this 18 point margin that we're looking at here. Matter of fact, there's a five point cushion um, basically to work with there. So, just yeah. so the you know leans that way, but, uh, but you know. yeah, that's that's pretty uh, interesting. But yeah, Texans have faced some weaker teams, and uh, Cardinals been up against some better teams as well. So I mean, that explains. Well, that it depends. You know, maybe maybe they maybe they're they're you know you, you don't. It's a huge spread. I can't blame anyone for not liking it, but uh, but I think it's a big blowout here. All right. Well, you know, it's I I'm not you know I I. I don't. I don't have a dog in this fight, so I don't. I don't really care. I wouldn't touch a game with eighteen point spread unless I was taking the dog, and I can't get behind the Texans either. So I'm kind of with yeah. Joe. I'm gonna. You know, I'm not gonna straight roofalo the game. I'm just gonna find another angle and probably bet it at halftime on our show. Yeah, oh, I can't or wait may not. for a halftime bet on this game. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that. I think that's where the opportunity is gonna be. I just, you know, if you're a team like the Cardinals and you're in games like this, you have some bigger fish to fry ahead of you. Um, you know, at what point do you pull your starters? And the thing is, like we talked about yesterday, you know, it's like once a team scores on another team and the whole shutout goes out, then, you know, you start pulling the defense things too out of the way. So it's uh, not really, you know, I don't know. It's not, it's not one of my, it's not, it's not a game for me, but I, I could, I could see the angle, especially as a free pick. And I do have another angle on it as a premium pick as well. So <laughs> I do agree there are other angles on the game. What else do you have for us? Um, well, um, coming off uh, one and one on the show last week, but uh, did go five and zero in the NFL on Sunday uh, last Sunday. So I do have a five pack in the NFL as well as my best bet in the uh, NBA and NHL. So I have a seven pack. If you want to check all the sports out, if you're just into uh, the NFL, grab the five-pack, or uh, grab a long-term pass. Great time for that with all these sports going on. Yep, the Cardinals play the Packers on Thursday, so they've got a short week. But outside of that, that's Randy Chambers from uh, Sports Chat Place who brought us that little tidbit of information there. Randy, what do you think of the new betting tools site on Sports Chat? I love it. I mean, I've been doing Sports Chat for 14 years, and I'm – I'm so excited to have something like that on our site. You know, it's like, it's humble. It's, I think once people really start to dig into it, also when we start to release all of the later um, phases of it, I think people are just going to freak out um, that we don't, people are going to say you should, people will say the same thing they said about all my free picks that I started, you know, when I started 14 years ago, you should charge for all of this. And my answer is going to be the same. No, I'm going to let everybody else charge for it. And I'm going to give you bigger and better for free. And they'll say, how are you going to make any money? I don't know. <laughs> I'll worry about that later. I don't know. 
always seems to work itself out. But anyways, Al, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you stopping by. Just one thanks for time. having me. All right, we'll see you next week. Yeah, just one play on the show tonight. So no NHL, no NBA, here. no nothing, no no pucks, no you know, a little maybe a little side here, maybe oh, puck line, sure. something. Uh, sure. You want a big old puck line? I'm yeah, on why the not? Uh, I'm on the Bruins minus one, but uh, Joe, yeah. what do you think of that? I'm not loving it, but uh, but I'm on it. Well, Remind me again who the Bruins play. At the top of my They're head, they're playing remember. the Sharks, who who've been pretty hot to start the season. You're taking the minus one. I'm taking the Bruins minus one. Yeah, money line and puck line. So money line and puck line. Let's take a look. I'll take a look at this thing. Well, Mitchie pucks this thing. Yeah, the Sharks four and zero on the puck line. That's a Mitchie pucks type team. But the Bruins two and one on the puck line. No, no. I think this one is worth a shot on the Sharks. I think it's well worth a shot. They're unbeaten four and zero. But the fact that the Bruins are minus two hundred, the books are maybe trying to beg you to take the Sharks, as Bittler would say. And so Bittler's probably on the Bruins too. So I will have to go on the Sharks. Uh, I think yeah. so too. Sharks are off to such it's, a good it's start a pure, right now. It's a pure hypothetical anti Bittler play. <laughs> is what that is. We'll, we'll put words in Bittler's mouth and then we'll bet against it. <laughs> you know what? I think it's going to be an under game. So I'd rather take the Sharks plus the points, plus the one and a half. I, th- I'm, I, I could do the Sharks one and a half. Well, we could always ask the expert. Wait, we didn't say which Sharks. Was oh, okay. The lucky penny. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> was it sharks on both heads and tails there? No, no. It's always heads for the home team. Oh, right, right, heads, right, right. heads for the home team, tails for the road team. Same, same, same flip we've been doing for years. It's the same flip. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. We'll see you next week. Maybe next uh, week we on. should tell everyone. Hey, have you? If you want an NBA or side. NHL play, have it ready. That game's got a one yeah. o'clock start. Yeah. Thought this. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. We can do that next week because I know people have been asking in the comments um, when we're going to start giving out other sports on the weekend. Thanks to everybody for all the birthday wishes. I'm reading all of them. I appreciate them all. I, thank you guys. Anyways, that was Al Ninos. Um, Interesting take there, 18-point favorite on the Cardinals. But um, I just think that's, for me, it's like it's one of those games where I can't get behind the Texans because they've been so bad. And the Cardinals have been yeah. so good against really good teams. We ha- And he's right. that We haven't really seen the Cardinals play too many of the dregs teams. Can they yeah. get up for this? You know, this is, or is this, a, a, with, the, with the Packers on Thursday, is this a trap? You know? I, this- it, it smells like it. It smells like a huge letdown spot for them. Well, we're going to find out that Joe Madden sniffer is working um, on this one. (laughs) Yeah, but again, I can't get behind the Texans either. There's no way I'm taking them plus the points. And then sitting there in a situation like where people took the Giants against the Rams. Like, I'm not going to put myself in that position. Okay, well, next up, we're going to bring in uh, Kevin Thomas, who joins us here today. Kevin was on two weeks ago, I believe, on the show. I don't think he was on last week. I think he was on two Was weeks. it? Time's flying. I thought it was last week. Looking for his name no, on my... Two uh, weeks ago. On my wow. Name. I might have to create a name for him on this uh, roster of names. Cause I, don't, I can't find him. Yeah, we'll have to just have him on without a name, and then we'll have to uh, create one for him as we go. It happens. We do it on the fly. We adjust. All right, we'll just bring him in anyway. He's got no name, but it's Kevin Thomas. 
<laughs> Welcome to the show, Kevin. Hey, how you guys doing? Happy birthday. Thank you. How are things going going for you um, this football season? Uh, a little over 58% winners. Uh, Thursday uh, kicked my ass, though. I was on, the Den- I was on Denver. Uh, took that loss, but I'm still hitting a little over 58% for the season. So I'm doing pretty good. That was a tough game on Thursday, and it was one of those games where, you know, I don't do a lot of totals. Um, you know, Brian, uh, you know, he doesn't do it. Every total that Brian does is always like the total of the year, right? So it's got to be like because he only does like one. So, um, you know, it was, it was that type of game, and it was one of those games where Joe and I really were able to hammer the halftime. But yeah. um, as far as it's, I wouldn't beat yourself up too much about, you know, a Browns uh, – a Browns Broncos game with uh with you know backup quarterbacks and you know and everything else going on there. That was that was a joke. Yeah, I was the same as you, Kevin. I had uh Denver on the money line. I really thought they were gonna be able to get it done. They're pathetic. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. They're good if they're playing the Giants, the Jets, or the Jaguars. That's become crystal yeah. clear. What do you have for us today? I'm looking at the uh, Falcons and Dolphins game. That line opened at a plus two Falcons and is now currently a minus two and a half Falcons. Uh, we're looking at the Dolphins. They're one in five. They're pretty much in last place. And, and the only way they can make the playoffs is winning their division. And they're not going to win that with the uh, Buffalo Bills there. We know the other teams are going to be the Ravens, Bengals, you know, uh, the other uh, team's taking a wild card there so i don't think the dolphins are in it i don't i really don't even know the dolphins identity yet i mean are they a run team are they a pass team they got all these weapons and they don't utilize them at all uh i had gaskins in my fantasy league i had to drop him because it was horrible the uh they don't use them at all and I, I think the kid's a stud i'd be using him in short passes and everything uh the defense they're opportunistic. Uh, Flores being a linebacker himself from BC, you think this team would be a little bit more uh, defensive, you know, savvy. Uh, I know they've been doing a lot of injuries going over to London. They opted not to take their bye week after London, which the Falcons did do. So the, the Falcons come into this one healthy. And uh, Matt Ryan don't have a lot of time left. So he don't want to lose this game. He wants to win. I think they had to sit down. He had to talk. You know, Kyle Pitts is showing up playing. They got Ridley, who, as of right now on fantasy, he's going to play. So he's huge. Even if Howard is the guy covered him, I think Ridley can open that game up for Kyle Pitts in the middle. Uh, so I'm looking at all that there. And then you look at you look at Matt Ryan, even with what he's been playing with. He has 10 touchdowns, 1,300 yards, two interceptions on the se- season. Tua came back, had a great game in London, but he still got the loss. So, like I said, no identity. And you got to think in the back of Tua's head, Sean Watson. You know, Flores came out and said, hey, Tua's my guy. But does Sam Ross think he's the guy? Is that going to sell tickets? Sean Watson's going to put tickets in the seats. He wants to play in Miami. I mean, there's tons of washy-washes down there for him. So that's the perfect place for him to go. So I think Tua... (laughs) <laughs> I think Tua thinks about that in the back of his head. So I, I like the Falcons here taking this one. Joe, Minus the two and a half. Joe, what do you think? No, I've got to ride with Miami on this one. I think Tua's fighting for his life. 
um, the possibility of him getting traded away. He's going to come out with everything, especially being in Miami. Um, the Falcons are just not a team that I can get behind. Yes, they're off a bye. Um, I wish I had the stats of them winning off a bye because in seven back of my seven head, and two for seven and two, nine. they are winning off a bye. Okay, I'm I'm remembering the two then because in my head they haven't done well. Yeah, with um, eight, with eight thing, different head coaches. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah right? so that's that's the other part of that. Right, and I'm just looking at it. Um, I don't believe in the secondary for the Falcons, and I think two is going to have a big day um, utilizing those holes there. Um, I don't know. I, I think. People are putting too much weight that Miami is coming from London. They had a loss there that they really should have won that game. It came down to the like those final seconds and and a crap um, call that they I, never I think, showed a replay of. You know, yeah, <laughs> they exactly. never showed the replay. Yeah, and I I just think everyone and their dogs on the Falcons today, and I just I can't get behind it. So if I'm betting this game, it's Miami plus the points or nothing. Yep, I still got my Dolphins season tickets, season tickets, and I'm getting all sorts of emails from them today. So they're expecting some people at the game, or they're begging me to go to the game, and that's not going to happen. It's not up for the uh, schlep, as they say. But I think that, uh, you know, I, I think that a lot of these Dolphins stats are skewed uh, because Tua hasn't played. And they've had Jacoby Brissett. And the, and the offense has been built around Tua. They've had some key injuries. Howard is doubtful for this one. I don't know if he's going to go or not. But I think it's really not the secondary's problem. It's been the pass rush that hasn't been there. And I think that part of the problem for the defense is that the offense has hung them out to dry. Exactly what you said. They, they haven't got the running game going because they haven't got the passing game going. They needed a wide receiver to stretch the field. They bring in Will Fuller, and he's got a a hurt pinky or something. It's like, and he hasn't played and he's not going to play because he's got a, you know, cause his finger is hurt. I mean, come on, you know, it's like, you know, Waddle was brought in to stretch the field. He hasn't really done that either. And, you know, Brissett, not really the guy to stretch the field, you know, either at quarterback. So we haven't really seen it. We saw that Tua did play last week. His timing was a little off. I think that a lot of people, um, when we look back at that game, and we heard other people talk about this as well throughout the week, is that there was a there was a key play in that game where it was a third and two, and two it clearly had the the room to run for the first down. Instead, he went for this like little lob pass like this, and it was his timing that was off from not playing. He missed a wide open receiver, which would have been a touchdown. And that was the difference in the game as far as the points go. Um, I just think that uh, I think the Dolphins are being way underestimated here. I think they roll it up on the Falcons, man. It's, this is Matt Ryan and the Falcons. These guys are all right. Is all these they have all these numbers? This is the Atlanta Falcons number right here: twenty nine point uh, six points against per game. They are thirty first in the NFL in the in one of the two major categories, which is how many points you score. How many points do you allow, right? Because the team that scores I the most them, points usually. I have them ranked thir- 13th on defense uh, for points against, and the Dolphins ranked 30th. No, no, that's in yards per game. So yes, the Falcons yes. are 13th in yards allowed, 352.6 per game. The Dolphins at 417.8. And like I said, they've spent way more minutes on the field than the Falcons. And who's going to stop Cordell Patterson? That's my question. The guy's a, a freak. Well, I mean, we've seen this guy for the last 10 years. He's fully capable of stopping himself. I mean, he, he, he's, <laughs> he, we saw him at Tennessee. He was exactly the same way there. He came into the NFL. They had to use him as a kick returner because 
he had, just was incapable of running patterns. The guy can run like the wind. He always has been able to do that. But the problem is, is that, you know, he runs wherever he feels like running and not where he's supposed to be. And that's why he makes his quarterbacks look bad by throwing the ball directly to the defender that is running the pattern that he's supposed to be running. I don't know. I just, well, I, it, I can't get behind the, Fal- the Falcons. Falcons have, Falcons have two of their corners coming back and then they have Marlon Davidson. I mean, the, the kids are stud up there. I think, I think they're going to, they're going to wreak havoc here. I think, you know, they had to sit down, like I said, and it's now or never. Matt Ryan isn't I can, getting any younger. I so. will say to everybody out there watching the show, I think this one is one of those games that you can make a really strong argument either way. But I will say, one, I will say one thing, okay, and that is, I think teams that play with black uniforms that play one o'clock games in Miami is a death sentence. And I think we've seen this year after year after year since I was a little kid going to the old games at the Orange Bowl. And you get into that one o'clock game in Miami in those black uniforms, and they by the third, fourth quarter, they're peeling these guys up off the turf with the cramps and the everything else. While the Dolphin players, it's just another day at South Beach, you know. Yeah, I absolutely. Feeling, I have in the a night, more those fans are going to be rooting for uh, Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't see it. All right, well, it should be a good one. What do you have going on at uh, Pick Dogs today? This is a good uh, one. You can good still get, li- you can I like still the get lively three pack. I enjoy the lively conversation. I got the three pack going on in the NFL. And then I have my uh, – I actually have an AFC total of the month you can get to. That's not included in the three-pack, so you can get on both of those. But I do have a prop bet for this game too. Uh, I would take Kyle Pitts and Gusecki, both tight ends, to score a touchdown here. Uh, you can't go wrong because both teams like to utilize those tight ends. Oh, I wonder if you could like do a – if a book has like that exact bet. I know like in I Europe, you can like bet three, you can six, make, You can make some. Yeah. MGM lets you make your own sometimes in some of the props. Well, you can go to our betting odds site, sign up for BetMGM. I think they're offering a $1,000 risk-free bet. I don't think you do that bet, a 1000 risk-free, but I think you, you know, I think it's got to be just a bet on a game in order to do it. But uh, All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We appreciate you going to hopefully make it back again soon next week. Or uh, Well, thanks for having me. We know those colder months are coming, and that's when your availability is. So we look forward to having you. We're going to be here all year long. You know, we're going to do this year-round basketball season, and uh, you name it. So, hey, good best luck, of luck guys. today, Kevin. Thank you. Same to you guys. Good luck, everyone. That was Kevin Thomas. Always fun to talk to the guys that we don't get to see too often, right? So, oh, absolutely, I love it. Yeah, it's fresh take there, and uh, you know, we don't have to agree on everything. Gonna bring no, in. that's what's good about this show. We're giving everyone all of our thoughts. It's not scripted. No, it's it's absolutely unscripted. <laughs> trying to figure this stuff out. But anyways, we have a whole slew of people in the uh, green room. If there's anyone that needs to get out, raise your hand. If not, I will just randomly pick <laughs> someone. Unless, Joe, you want to pick someone? No, I don't say. I see zero hands raised. Uh, we'll no go- hands? No, no one. We oh. have, they have no hands. Why don't we bring James in then? Okay, James Clark, it is. Um, let's see. And still not too good at this, but you're doing better than I would ever do. So try and see. <laughs> 
Yeah, I can't wait to see which uh, game James wants to talk about here. There's so many good games on the card today. It's going to be a lot of fun watching football. See, I just, oh, here, I see what happened. Oh, no, that's the hat. All right, we'll get this shortly. I don't see where I put, um, oh, here we go. There we go. Because I had to make that Kevin Thomas, which I actually had it. Oh, okay. You found it it late. And then uh, James. Well, we could bring him in with no name and I'll fix it. Anyways, James. Everyone out there, remember, it's Mitch's birthday. Hit that thumbs up for him. (laughs) Anyways, James, welcome to the show. Well, first, I'd like to say happy birthday, Mitch. Thanks, James. It's been going on for a couple weeks. We've been celebrating (laughs) it here. uh, We're going to extend this one out a little ways. There was a shipping problem on my birthday dinner, so it's going to be a little while. <laughs> I, hear you. I got no problem Yester- with it. Yesterday was my little girl's birthday. She turned three. So well, happy birthday to her. Y'all yeah, happy birthday. One day after the other, y'all celebrating, bir- celebrating birthdays. It's a good month. <laughs> yeah. <good month. laughs> well, what do you have going on today? Well, uh, my first game, I'd like to uh, talk about uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, and I do not do not understand why this total is so low. You got two teams that love to score the football. You know, you look at uh, if you look uh, out of the five games, uh, Baltimore has scored 24 or more points uh, four of the uh, uh, five games, and same same thing for uh, Cincinnati scored. And that's all these two teams has got to get 24 a piece. Uh, well, the total uh, well, it dropped. It wasn't 46. Now it's at, uh, I see it at 45. Uh, I'm just loving the over in these two teams because, you know, both these teams, uh, especially Baltimore, they got a lot of uh, uh, <clears throat> injuries on the defense. And, uh, you know, uh, Joe Burrow, you know, he's going to march you down the field and throw touchdowns. We know what Lamar does. If they don't score the first half, they're going to score 40 the second half. So, uh I really like uh I really like the over in this game. Joe, what do you think? This one, um, I'm confused with the total on. I I agree with you. This looks like it should go over, but when we start looking at stats, I think the Ravens actually will struggle against this Cincinnati's defense. It's only allowing 18.5 points per game. And when we look at Cincy's um, last five games, all five have hit that under number. Um, so the total is something I'm staying away from because I completely agree with you. I can see it going over. And it's moved down a point. 45 and a half seems easy, but it seems too easy and it feels like um, it's a trap and it's going to be an under game. So I'm staying away from the total. I'm looking at our, uh, at our, our stats on the site, the new thing. And it's like, I, every time I look at this thing, I end up going just down another rabbit hole. It has like all the total stuff on here. So let's see exactly what it says. The over under and that's over under. What does this mean? I don't even know what some of this stuff means. It's so, so takes you so deep down down the hole here but um yeah it's like both these teams aren't allowing a ton of points and uh the Bengals you know one and five to the over and uh the the Ravens three and three to the over I don't know I could see this thing going either way probably a straight avoid for me as far as the total goes I think this is going to be a pretty good game and uh you know it it's it's definitely a a what do you call a uh 
the test game, you know, for the Bengals. Yeah. It's like, are they ready for this? Because if you can go into Baltimore and, and you know, even give the, the Ravens a game, then, you know, maybe you are ready to be a playoff team. If not, well, then you're the team that drafted first two years ago and, you know, you're making some nice moves forward. So should be a good one, though. Yeah, they're fighting for, uh, uh, you know, the division lead here, uh, both of these teams here. So I, I just really like the scoring. Like I said, uh, I know both of these teams is not allowed a lot of points, but both of these teams have scored a lot of points. So, uh, and it's warm in Baltimore. Uh, I'm not far from Baltimore where I live. Uh, and it's, uh, I mean, it's going to be a pretty day. So I look for a lot of touchdowns. Today. Well, the Bengals are, the Ravens are minus 225 to win the division and the, uh, the, the Bengals are plus a thousand. So that tells you where the, uh, where, where the, where the futures on this things go, which is nowhere near in line with the odds for this game, which is kind of crazy. right? But uh, what, what else you got for us today? Uh, I also have the, uh, I'm looking at the Sunday night game tonight, you know, the Colts and the 49ers, you know, two teams that's uh, really struggling, you know, in the win column here, you know, uh, but I like the Colts tonight on the money line. You're getting a uh, plus 170. Uh, and uh, the reason I like it, I like the running game. I think the Colts have got a better running, uh, a, a running game here. I think their defense uh, steps up here. You know, uh, they've been playing a uh, <clears throat> pretty good uh, defense here of late. You know, and uh, I don't think the 49ers, they they didn't figure out who they are. Was, uh, you know, last year they was a running team. This uh, this year they've had running back after running back to go down. You know, uh, are they going to be a pass team? Uh, is it going to be Garoppolo's team? You know, uh, this 49ers team's up in the air, and I look for the Colts to come in and uh, get a win tonight. Joe, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on this. I think um, this is a 49ers team that has just been struggling after struggling after struggling week in and week out against a Colts team that really has been trending in the other direction. They're pulling themselves together. When we look at these two matchups, the underdog has gone 4-1 against the spread in their last five meetings. Uh, the Colts are also 7-2 and two against the spread in their last nine road games. It leads me to believe the Colts um, – probably win this one outright. Yeah, I like, I'm not a big Carson Wentz guy, but I really hate Garoppolo and Trey Lance, and I hate quarterback controversies. It just means that no one's good enough to take the job. And I think it creates unrest among the team. I know, you know, it's like you get in these situations and it's like now they put Garoppolo in because they realize Trey Lance is just dead money at this point and it's the waste of a pick. So it's like now you have to, they say, all right, he's injured, so he can't even be active for the game, so this guy's not looking over his shoulder. Kind of what Kevin was saying about Tua with uh, Deshaun Watson in Miami. It's And that's why Flores says that this is our guy, and he has stuck with that, you know, in Miami, by the way. You know, all he said it in the preseason before all the news came out. He, said, he has said it all along. But um, in this one, you know, I don't like quarterback unrest at all, and the 49ers have been dreadful at home this season. So I'm with you. But I, I was just I was just looking at these betting stats again over at uh, Sports Chat Place and the betting tools, and so that over under plus they have the the over under um, they, so one of the things under the betting tab on the standings they have over under rating, which I wasn't sure what that was, and what that means is just um, how many times it's gone over versus under or something, and you know what that differential is. But then they have the the amount of points um, that these teams average going over or under 
you know, the totals for the season. So the Bengals actually three points, um, they average that their games go average of three points under, while the Ravens actually, their games average a half point under the total as well. So pretty interesting. I never really have looked at that stuff, but we have it. <laughs> we have crazy amounts of stats and tools now. I don't even know what we have. We have so much, but uh, super exciting to have this on our websites and, it's just everyone take a look over at Pick Dogs and at Sports Chat Plates under the betting tools. Two totally different sets of tools, but both of them just packed with information. Stuff that you can't find anywhere else. Yeah, not only us, not only us giving y'all out uh, info on sports and uh, uh, winners. You know, you can go check out the data on uh, on both of these. Like uh, Mitch just went and looked at the under or and over on the you know Cincinnati game. I uh, I just gave out. Y'all can do the same thing. Just go straight to the website, check it out on the spread, the over, the under, you know, any games that's on there. I mean, uh, we're trending in the right direction with stats and everything. And, uh, you know, go check us out, guys. Yeah, it was. In- it's interesting because, you know, Al Ninos and I was talking about that those point differentials, but when you look at the average winning and losing margin of those two teams that he was discussing, and once again, all, you know, options to look at things at, when looking at these betting tools, um, the Texans actually have been losing 19.2 points per game is their average losing margin. But still, the Cardinals, 14.2. They can't get to that 18. That that number is that. So, I don't know. That one's. I, you have a premium on that game? Scary. No, I don't. What do you I, think? I, I what do you think of this thing? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just, it's like now Ninos is uh, thought-provoking all of a sudden. What do, what do I you think... think? Uh, I think if anybody can beat the Cardinals by three touchdowns or beat uh, Houston by uh, three touchdowns, it's the Cardinals. But the, the ways uh, – What's Murray Green Bay on up, Thursday? Well, that's the one thing, the short field. If they're – I mean, uh, the short week, they may get – they may be up by three touchdowns and then rest. If they rest you think it's players. maybe a first-half bet? Bet the yeah, first yeah. half? I'll I tell, tell you a bet I did that I put on. I seen uh, uh, Arizona Cardinals – Team total thirty three <clears throat> points. I see. I see them scoring over thirty three points the whole game, or or like you said, the first half bet you're gonna get a, a seven or nine. I see them being up by two touchdowns first half. So uh, I think the halftime bet's the way better. Or uh, the first uh, the the first half team total for the Cardinals was uh, uh, twenty points. So they scored three touchdowns. Oh. I, I like that too. On our betting tools, we have first half, first quarter, and third quarter. We have all kinds of stats here. I don't, I don't have time to look at all this stuff, but we have everything. So that does tell you a lot when the first half uh, team totals 20, the second half team, or for the full game, it's only what, 30? Is it 30 and a half? 33? I think it tells you a lot. Yeah, 33. So it tells you the books think they're going to score the majority of their points in that first half. And I, I like like me said, they got Green Bay on Thursday. I look for them to rest players. They yeah. get a big lead and just rest. And that's where you're gonna get your backdoor cover if somebody's got, you know, Houston. They scored two or three touchdowns the second half against second string defense or whoever's out there. And then uh Cardinals can't move the ball up because they got their second string quarterback, yeah. third whatever they have in. And then because it is any doing. given Sunday. The Cardinals yeah. win the first quarter sixty six percent of the time they cover in the uh the Texans thirty three percent in the first quarter of covering. So there's the uh, I would uh I would I would like to give out an NBA uh play 
Go ahead. If you don't care, man. Nah, what the hell? Uh, I'm not doing anything. I tried to, I was going to put this in as a premium play last night. Uh, the odds wasn't up there, so uh, it, I didn't get to put it in. But uh, I love the uh, the 76ers and the, uh, the Oklahoma, Oklahoma City uh, Thunder to go under the total of 218. I don't see – I see this in the 90s. I don't, the Oklahoma City Thunder can't score. Uh, 76ers, you know, they ain't the team that was last year. They uh, they play better. They're a good defensive team, so that's going to hold the Thunder down even more. I don't see both of these teams. It may be 100 to 1 to 100, but the first one to 100, I think, wins. All right. So, under. Yeah, under. <clears throat> under yeah. the Thunder. What do you got for sale today? I got a, a my spectacular five-pack uh, <laughs> plays I got going on. For Halloween, I want to throw that out there. Uh, a four NFL plays and one M- uh, MLB, uh, one NBA play that I really love. Guys, if you look uh, the last seven days, you know, uh, I'm 20 and 11. I've been red hot the last week. Uh, so, you know, a uh, young season in the NBA, you know, I'm at the top of the leaderboards in the NBA, plus in uh, college football, plus in the NFL. So uh, go grab this fly pack, guys, after we go 5-0 and and upgrade 3, 7, or 30 days. Or team me up with any of these cappers you see on the show or it's on the site, guys. I say this all the time. we got the best cappers in the world, and we do. So team me up with one of them, and we'll put some money in your pockets, fellas. All right. Well, thanks, James, for joining us. We will see you next week. And, of course, all, every, right. thanks for, all week long on the drive-thru as well. Best yeah, of luck, James. Thank you, all. Thanks for having me on the show, and uh, I'll see you all next week. All right, that was James Clark, and uh, got still got a ton of guests to come, so uh, be sure to stay tuned. Smash that like button. And, of course, if you haven't entered our office pool um, contest, do it. We've had um, the, we, we had 1,000 subscribers in the last three days to our YouTube channel, and that means the prize doubles in the office pool. So uh, be sure to do it. 1,000 subscribers in three days. So uh, that's, like I said. I, I put the number down that it's got to be at, and we have we have far surpassed it. So uh, thanks, everyone, that has subscribed to our channel. Welcome to all of our new subscribers. But um, Absolutely, and a big hi to everyone that's a regular um, viewer every Saturday and Sunday, too. I love seeing all the names pop up that I'm familiar with. Yep, next up, we're going to have Jovan, and uh, then after him, we'll do Al. We'll have Al, Al McMorty. So, uh, got, like I said, plenty of cappers left to go and uh, plenty of more free picks. And, of course, we've got everyone's best bets always over at PickDogs.com underneath the Premium Picks tab. And, of course, be sure to check out our new betting tools section, both at PickDogs and at Sports Chat Place. They're totally different tools, to- two totally different sets of things, but both of them packed with information, making it easy for you. I mean, I, our player props... I mean, I, there's no other site on the planet that can touch that. And if anyone can say it, I'll, you feel free to mention it in the comments that anyone that gives you this type of betting tools for free anywhere else. Everyone else is charging and you get less than this. Anyways, Javon, welcome to the show. Um, what's happening? Uh, not much on this side. You know, you was you said you was on Nevada. Well, I was on the other side of that. So just imagine what I saw, how I was feeling, you know, as they were driving down the field, old Charlie, what's his name? Charlie Strong, something strong, yeah. Carson Strong. Yeah. yeah. 
So just knew what was going to happen. Oh, so. the thing is those receivers were just open all day and they just seem so much bigger than those Fresno defenders. Don't feel too bad. You know, the, the bad beats that they show on that network on TV, all the ones that they show in the, in the, you know, in the intro piece, I was on the other side of every single one of those. You know? <laughs> so that Northwestern Ohio state game still leaves a mark, you know? That, right. Oh right. man, was that brutal. Hey, Turn, turn the winning, turn the winning campaign to a losing campaign. One game, it happens. You know? It happens. That's what happens. It's sports it, betting. It, it, it hopefully it goes both ways. As long as um, you know, I was on the other side of that Utah USC game the year they changed the score in the middle of the night. So, oh, yeah, I was too. That was <laughs> a bad day, bad morning. It was like, and I was in Vegas and did not cash my ticket. That was tough. Brutal. It was brutal. But anyways, what do you have for us this morning? Yeah, so I'm looking at um two plays, both double digit um spreads. You know, so I have a dumb general rule with um, you know, with anything, well, let's just say, not to put too much out there, but um, you know, double digit um spreads. You know, I'm the more the point spread, the bigger the point spread in the NFL, the the more I'm looking towards the um underdog. And in this game right here, Detroit versus um the Rams, you know, I'ma look at um I'ma look at the um the underdog here, the the Lions. You know, they talk about there's a lot of talk about, you know, double revenge, Matt Stafford versus um Jared Goff. But the only the only angle that you could um put a revenge um on that is with Jared Goff because, you know. Time just ran ran his course with Detroit and um and and Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford wants to win. You know he wasn't gonna win in Detroit, so they had to part ways. But with but with um Jared Goff, you know they basically did him dirty. You know his whole time in um in L.A. And you know not to say it wasn't warranted. You no, know, but they did make the playoff. I mean they did make the Super Bowl with with the guy. You know, so I think some of the um bashing that, you know, he had to go through, especially, you know, with um McVay just constantly would throw him under the bus, it wasn't warranted, you know. You know, so I think that they're not gonna try to kill well, the Rams aren't gonna try to kill um Jared Goff in this game. You know, he's he he's just a, a few months removed from being a um being a Ram. So I think that on the defensive end at least, they're gonna lighten it up on him a little bit. You know, they're gonna they 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 they, they want to win the game, of course. But I don't think that Matt Stafford wants to kill his old team, you know, like that. He doesn't have the the desire to do that. Whereas Jared Goff, on that side, Jared Goff wants to have a good showing against the Rams. There's no doubt about that. So I think that that angle, you know, it's so it's it's it solely lies on Jared Goff and what he wants to do against his old team. You know, so. The back door, I think, will be wide open. The Rams are one and four against the spread in their last five um, versus a team with a losing record, and you know Detroit is one and, uh, is three and three against the spread this season. So you know I take a shot, you know, with this big to- with this big um point spread, sixteen and a half. It might get pushed to seventeen. You know, take the on lines. This is going to be interesting. Joe, little Jared Goff for you. <laughs> oh yeah, give me Jared Goff all day. No, absolutely not. I, if it comes down to relying on Jared Goff, there is no way that I can take the Lions plus the points here. Um, but it is a huge point spread, so to take them makes sense. But again, 
Their quarterback is Jared Goff. I think he is one of the worst quarterbacks in the whole league. I will not rely on him to do anything for me this season. I'll take uh, Wentz over Goff any day. Um, I'm not doing it. I'm not not taking the Lions plus the points. I think they are they're bad. They're one and four against the spread in their last five games against teams with winning records. They don't come out um, and produce very much at all. I could see the Rams completely blowing them out of the water on this one. Um, but again, it's another game where if the Rams get ahead, you know, will they lay off? Probably not. Um, I can see the Rams dominating this one from start to finish and uh, Jared Goff being embarrassed back with his own playing against his old team. I don't see him showing up at all today. Jared Goff is terrible, and I, I don't think he got the short end of the stick. I, I, I totally disagree with you there, Jomon, because what, what he got was an absolutely loaded roster with top-tier free agents and all pros and Hall of Famers to get to that Super Bowl. He didn't have just have Aaron Donald. Ndamukong Su was standing right next to him. He had everybody on that team. They sold out their first-round picks to get him a cornerback to play defense. They gave him everything, wide receivers, Everything. And you know what he does? This is what Jared Goff does. If you've ever seen the Jared Goff play, this is exactly what he does. The 40-second clock goes right down to the last second every single time. So the defenders, they're just loaded up to tee off on him. It's like, if I can see this on TV, then I'll tell you what, every defensive coordinator in the world can see this as well. He waits until the last second is on that clock to height, to snap it. There's no, like, deception. There's no, and this is why they tee off on him. And this is why he's always under pressure. I never understood why this guy was the first overall pick um, in that draft. It made no sense at all. He, yeah, at Cal, they were 6-0 and to start the season, his, his, his last year there. And then they lost their last six games when they got into conference play against the better teams. And that's what this guy is. It's like when he has enough that his teammates can carry him, he, he's, he can get it done. But in the Super Bowl, wide open receivers, he couldn't hit them, you know, in the end zone. Remember that pass? The guy was I mean, standing, in the, it was Woods, right? He's standing in the end zone, wide open. And this guy throws it through the uprights. I mean, yeah, he absolutely panics, and he needs those weapons around him, and he doesn't have the weapons in Detroit. Gonna, you give him a team full of offensive weapons, and he looks like a good quarterback. But at the end of the day, he's not. He sucks. I, there, I feel better. I said it. So do I. Got it off my chest, too. There yeah, we go. Yeah, I got it all <laughs> out of my system. <laughs> I had the Rams in that Super Bowl, and I, I'm still holding a grudge. It was him that lost oh, it for yeah. me single-handedly. They scored three points. Hey, you, they was going against the pass, what you expect. Jared Goff. Oh, well, and you got Todd Gurley, and you got Aaron Donald, and you got, I mean, they held Tom Brady to 13 points. They had him, I mean, they held him basically without a touchdown almost the entire game. Very true. It was sad but, to watch. Hey, hey, they do have Jared Goff, but. Just this brought is up what some really say. bad, bad <laughs> Hey, all that, all that, would, all of what you say about Jerry Goff, it's probably true, maybe true, but you know when you have a head coach that openly week after week throws them under the bus, knowing they and their losses, you know stands up on that podium and does that, it just doesn't sit well with me. Well, he just did and it again. It they're, well now they're doing him. it in Detroit. They're saying the same thing about him. So it's it can't be everybody else. You know, at a certain point, it's you, right? So it's like, oh no, it's not. A- it's not about it being everybody else. It's just that the way you do things as a team, 
You know, so that's that's all. I I so, see. I I say I say the same thing. There's no I in team. But if things go wrong, you know, we we point fingers and assign blame, and and that's what yeah. that's what, that's what we do. We're name callers. We point fingers. We assign blame, and you know, we we don't sit with that. Oh, there's we're not going to mention any names because they know who they are, right? It's like no, we all know who it is. It's Goff. You know. Yeah, Jovan, throw in a jersey, and I will bet uh, Detroit over. You being in the quarterback position over golf. Yeah, so. seriously. <laughs> it's like, this guy stinks. I'd rather have Jacoby Brissett oh, hey. than him. I'd rather have Case Keenum than him. He, he's like a bad oh, case. Sure. It's like, he stinks. <laughs> That's taking it too far. Case Keenum? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather There's have. Line. I mean, the Lions, the Lions, I mean, this is the, the Lions are the organization that brought us Eric Hipple. I mean, these are the, this is the same organization. I mean, I mean, they're calling for John Blau. You know, it's like the spat. John Blau, huh? Sheesh. <laughs> yep. That's where we're going. Anyways, Ruflo is probably like, you know, I think Jake Luton's available. <laughs> Loves Luton. <laughs> I saw Luton take that coin toss in that overtime for Seattle. So he was out there on the field. Anyways, you got another game for us, or uh... yeah, we're gonna look at this um Chicago Bears Tampa Bay Buccaneers game, and um you know a, a lot of people um looking at the Bears, but um I'm on the I'm on the Bucks in this one, you know Tampa Bay's um banged up, that's 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 true, but you know as long as you have Tom Brady, you know saying man in the ship, you should be okay. And, um, you know, going against the Bears team that, you know, with a rookie quarterback and um, Justin Fields, who has a two TD, the three and um, interception ratio and is completing 53.5 or whatever um, completions, um, you know, <clears throat> completion percentage. It's yeah, it's not that's not good. I don't care if um, Tampa Bay can't, um, you know, pass defense is, is you no know, bad or whatever. You know, with with numbers like that, they should be able to hold down Justin Fields. You know, so you know they're also one in eight against the spread in their last nine road games versus a team with a losing record, and one in five in their last six as a as a road underdog. You know, so on the other hand, you have Tampa Bay, who's six in the one against the spread in their last seven games, uh, following an ATS loss, and four and one in their last five as a home favorite. You know, and um, head to head, the home team is four and zero in the last four meetings. So I expect um, you know, Tom Brady to do what he does, even though he even though he doesn't have the players um to throw the ball to. I'm thinking Antonio Brown's out. Uh, there's other question marks. I think he'll find a way, you know, to get a um a nice 14 point victory against um against the Bears. Joe, what do you think? I'm undecided on this game, to be honest with you guys. Um, we look at this Bucks team that just has not been covering the spread. Um, they're two and four against the spread in their last six games. Going against a Bears team, yeah, Justin Fields is not great. Um, I loved him in college. He's just not up to that level right now with the Bears. He will be an elite quarterback. Um, but this Bears team has been covering their five and two against the spread in their last seven versus the Bucks now. Um 
I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to touch a side in this one. We have seen that total come down. Um, the Bucks opened as a 12 and a half point favorite down to 11 and a half point favorite. Now I would be more looking at this under the total. We've got an under a 47. The under is really strong hitting in five of the last bears games. So I'd look at the under. Yep. I'm with Joe on the under in this thing. I think that I'd take Justin Fields over Jared Goff any day of the week. At least he's got upside and he can run. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, we've seen the we've seen the ugly 117 passing yards per game for the Bears. Uh, the Bucks 340.7. It's the number one passing offense against the number 32 passing offense in in this game when you look at the offensive side. And the Bucks stout against the run, number one against the run, but lousy against the pass so maybe this is justin fields day he's got some good receivers on that team yeah i don't know i love that bears defense and you got to remember that the bears hit brady so hard last year that he didn't know what what down it was right he thought it was third down it was fourth down and they ended up losing the game so uh i don't know i think he's gonna get hit again should be a good one i like the under 47 What do you got for sale today at Pick Dogs? Hey, before I mention that, that um that that White Sox on um, Boston series back in um oh five it was. Yep. Yeah, I remember that one. And you left out the part where um it was Big Poppy and Manny Ramirez. Back to back he struck. Back to back. Yep. And it struck him struck him out. Yeah, El Duque. You know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. In Fenway Park. That was a that was a special year for me. Low, bases, I think bases might have been loaded, and um, it was the eighth inning. Bases might have been loaded. That was, you know, yeah. It was like I think that was the last year that El Duque pitched. But man, was that guy good? Yeah, yeah, he was ridiculous, man. Yeah, but um, so what I have, I have five plays. You know, showing me the money Sunday NFL five pack. You know, last week took a beating. You know, but I bounced um bounced back on Thursday. Had the Cleveland Browns. So hopefully, you know, um, have a um, winning um, Sunday today, you know, forty-four ninety-nine, you know. So let's get it. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming by. We'll see you next Saturday. Next Saturday is a good card of college football too. So I want to grab that weekly package, you know, because it's like next Saturday you got Michigan, Michigan State, you got Florida, Georgia. You, you know, it's, it's gonna be a good one going to be fantastic. Ohio State, Penn That's State. A lot. Ohio State, Penn State. <laughs> so many great games. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Uh, see you next week. Joe Montbert's joining us. Always fun to talk to. Oh, Goff got the short end of the stick. We're gonna. We're not going to let him live that one down anytime soon. No. We're going to be mentioning that no, one. No, he didn't. He got everything he wanted, and he still kind of yeah, pulled it together. And, and then some. You know, he got like yeah. every, I mean, they, they opened the checkbook, you know, on that team and, yeah. and, uh, basically went all in on the Super Bowl there. And, uh, you know, he, he, uh, you know, still couldn't get it done. He just couldn't hit wide open receivers. He, he choked, right? I mean, it was just yeah. a choke. The pressure got him and, uh, of the situation, not even the pressure of the defense. It was just the pressure of the situation. Anyways, oh yeah. His pitcher went in the dictionary after that game. Let's bring in under Al, choker. Let's bring in Big Al. He is red hot right now. Um, got that Michigan big win over Northwestern yesterday on the show. 
and the cover. Yeah, right. <laughs> My Michigan Wolverines. That was a you know nice nice win for us, Mitch. I in fact I should uh, I should just put on my Michigan hat. What do you think? That's fine, but uh, <laughs> no, I'm not aware. Of is that the Bo Schembechler <laughs> edition? They have it is. <laughs> they have it is. the. Uh, Took me a while to get it too. It's it's, it's actually continue that model. If you're gonna wear a Michigan hat, that's that's the one to wear. For me, my Miami baseball hat is the one that I always like. Um, but uh, anyway, so we have um, you know. Well, Michigan, Michigan State is next Saturday, so I'm sure that will be a uh, be a good one. Um, Harbaugh, not such a great record against Michigan State, I don't believe. Well, we don't have a good record against many good teams. Yeah, we'll, but, uh, we'll see. It's gonna be interesting. To, what's gonna be interesting is to see the rankings this week to see if Oklahoma moves up and Cincinnati moves down after uh, you know Oklahoma squeaking by Kansas and Cincinnati squeaking by Navy. That we know that Cincinnati squeaking by, they'll be punished and. Oklahoma will be applauded. Ohio State for beating a two and five Indiana team will probably be number one. (laughs) And Penn State for losing because they play on ABC this week against Ohio State will not drop out of the top 10 at all. But Oklahoma State will be at 30th. I tell you, did you watch any of the nine overtimes? I I watched, I had, I had Penn State in the game, so I had turned it off, but I saw, I saw some of it and, uh, you know, Penn State has not had a lot of luck in overtime in recent years. Yeah. Well, for such an idiotic, inane, absurd overtime rule, it was oddly compelling. So. Yeah, I don't I don't like that two-point rule. I think it's nice if you have the underdog, you know, and you know you're good. You know, that's the nice thing about it. It's like there's nothing worse than get, getting three and a half and the other. Like, that's what happened with the Patriots last week against the Cowboys, mm-hmm. getting the points, and then you know, they score the touchdown in overtime on. You know. Right. I was right there. I had the Patriots. That was fun. You know. Yep. So Crazy. if they would have had this rule, we would have only lost by two. We would have uh, I would have been in a lot better mood. Huh. Well, uh, let, let's talk about some pro football today. Uh, I'm going to look at the first, the New England Patriots, New York Jets game. And I see the numbers ticking up. It's now up to seven and a half at Pinnacle. It's seven at most other places. And I'm going to look to go against New England here. They have a negative scoring margin on the season. And I don't like laying seven or more points with teams with negative scoring margins in certain situations. This one actually fits the bill and it fits a system of mine, a negative system that's 144 and 245 against the spread going back to 1980 when a team with a negative scoring margin is laying a touchdown more to a certain losing team. So I, I do like the Jets just because of that alone, but then even better the New York Jets are rested, and we talked about Michigan yes, yesterday being rested. In college football, I really like to play on the strongest teams uh, with rest, the big favorites, the you know, teams laying 20 or more, et cetera. Uh, in the NFL, I like playing on the worst teams with rest. It really does benefit the really uh, crap teams in the NFL, and New York certainly qualifies there. And when you get a rested team in the NFL with a win percentage below 333, if those teams are getting six or more, those teams are 68 and 38 ATS going back to 1980. And I like the Jets here, uh, plus the seven, seven and a half if you're playing over at Pinnacle. Joe, what do you think? The J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. 
Yeah, I I really do think the Patriots are due for a win, the 7.7.5 points with it climbing. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to be able to cover that. But then we look at the Jets. They're only 1-5 against the spread in their last six. So it um, scares me to put my money on them as well. I'm looking more at this under. We've got a total of 42.5. I think this under is a good spot to bet. Um, eight of the last 11 meetings between these two has hit that under. Joe is a uh, disclaimer. She's a Zach Wilson hater and a Sam Darnold lover. So uh, she's. It is true. She's got a grudge going on there. But I don't know. These divisional games, it's always these teams are built to play one another. And the Jets won the. I mean, the Patriots won the first one. It's it's tough to beat the teams in your division twice. And the Patriots have struggled to do that throughout the years. To be honest with you, look at the record against Miami. Um, You know. I think that uh, this is probably going to be a closer game than, than a lot of people think. Mac Jones isn't a real blow-it-out kind of guy either. Um, he's been a uh, he's been he's been a check-down passer. You know, he's he, he completes he completes twenty-six of thirty. They're all three <laughs> three to four yards. You know, it's there's nothing to that. Um, I don't know, extended handoff guy. I could see the Jets covering here. I, I don't. I don't love it, but I can see it. I think the Jets have some talent on this team. I think they really do. I like that Michael Carter, the running back. I think a wide receiver, they have some good players. They do as long as Zach Wilson can get the ball there. I think he looked pretty good the last time we saw him, you know? He does, but he's so, he gets picked off so much. (laughs) He does. (laughs) He does, and I think I've already hit that bet. I actually need to look. Joe had the futures on over-under for Zach Wilson interceptions for yeah, the season. Yeah. I believe he's already over. Yeah, nice. I believe so too. What else do we have for today? Well, I'm going to look at the big AFC North division matchup between the Bengals and the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens playing very well. Uh, they're, Baltimore, you know, I'm kind of rooting for them this year. They're my futures wager at 16-1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl, but I think this is going to be a tough situation for them to uh, win they are playing their third straight game at home and they won the first two against the Colts and the Chargers and they scored a lot, a lot of points in each of those two home wins. They scored 31 versus the Colts. They got 34 versus the Chargers. And when you look at how teams do when they're playing a three-game home set in the NFL, if they've won the first two, they generally don't cover the spread in the third game. I think they're 49 and 78 with a push going back to 1980. Another bad situation is when teams have back-to-back wins at home and they score more than 30 points in each of those two home wins. And then the next game, whether it's at home or on the road, uh, they're not very good. They're 46 and 72 against the spread, 38%. So I like Cincinnati here plus the six. It's It might still be able to find a six and a half, but it's coming down to six in a lot of places. And I would take the points with the Bengals. Joe, what do you think? You know, those are really strong stats, Al. It makes me really um, think more about this Ravens team because very good point. I did not know that stat about them at home on that third game. Um, It seems really easy to take the Ravens in the situation, and now you have me questioning it. That's what I think on this. I think the Bengals are a team that wants to be there, and I think the Ravens are a team that's there. And I think that, you know, yeah. the, while the Bengals have a lot of things going in their favor, 
I like the way, you know, I like a lot of the draft choices that they made. I think Chase is going to be a superstar. I think all those things. I think Joe Burrow has a chance to really be a guy that's around for a long time in the NFL and really be one of those quarterbacks that kind of like, like Matt Ryan. It's like, this team's not always good, but he's kind of still there, right? And it's like, you know, he's still a viable option. You know, he's a lot better than Jared Goff also. And, um, you know, I just think that, uh, but Lamar Jackson is just freak. And he makes teams look bad. And, you know, and I think a team like the Bengals, it's more like a growth project Ugh, in Baltimore. I think he's going to make them look bad. It just makes, it's just, I don't think I, you know, I've been watching football forever and I've never seen anything like this. You know, it's like, I, I Michael Vick was close, but he was more pure speed. Not like just this, you know, <laughs> it's like he's in a shoebox and they can't tackle him. Right. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. It's like he just makes teams look so bad. It's like, uh, yeah, I don't he know. does. I think he's the next goat of um, this, the newer quarterbacks. Yeah, it's just, it's an unbelievable thing to, see, you know, it's just every time you see it, it's kind of just like, how did they not get him? How did that happen? And then, you yeah. know, he, he, he can also just take off and be, you know, 60 yards down the field like a college quarterback. You know, you see guys do it in college and then they get to the NFL and, well, everybody's fast in the NFL. They're not as fast as this guy. This is an unbelievable thing to see. And it's like, you know, that he gets a lot of um, flack because of his arm. But, you know, when, you, when you're when you that elusive, an NFL wide receiver or tight end is going to get open if they have that much time. They will. I don't know. I think the Bengals might be in trouble. I think it's going to come down to the end. I think maybe we'll see a, you know, 70-yard field goal on the last play by Tucker. That's it, kind of what I'm thinking. The team with the most points will win this game. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I really like what I see out of Joe Burrows, too. He is a fantastic quarterback. I he's can't not believe getting the hit confidence he came. No, he's not. And he came back with confidence after that injury, which just is outstanding because that was such a terrible injury last year. Yep. That was that, that, was that futures bet I had. Um, Burrow to win the Heisman plus whatever it was, 3,000 or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was, I used to had, I had a picture of the ticket and I had the ticket and I would show everyone every show. <laughs> and then I took a picture of it and I would show everyone. It's like Joe Burrow to win the Heisman. People were like saying it like week eight, you know, it's like I had it before the season. But uh, I don't know. It's, uh, I think this is, you know, once again, divisional game and uh, should, yeah, it could, it could def. I could definitely see a scenario where it goes either way. You know, I could see the Bengals keeping it close. We've seen the Bengals in two overtime games already this season. So yeah, we saw what happened with Green Bay. Like that was a fantastic game. Yeah, and then there was the the Minnesota yeah. game also went to overtime. Yeah, first game. So they've been. Yeah, this Bengals of- team doesn't give up. God, Lamar Jackson though, it's like. So good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Lamar. He is a mic drop right there. Yeah, he's like, just absolutely he's, outstanding. He's definitely my favorite player, I think, on, for offense. You know, most of my favorite players are defense, but I like Lamar. What do you have today for us? You've been red hot lately, so uh, tough tough yeah, to go against you here. Oh, well, yesterday was a bittersweet day, Mitch. I, I was 9-5, and five, but I also lost my favorite play, which was on the Iowa State Cyclones. So it was one of those days where you know you don't know whether to be happy or not be happy um but you know it was a winning day so i'm not going to complain all that much 
Uh, so far, I think over the last several weeks, we're 70 and 37, or last 107 in the NFL, 26 and 11, the last 37, including a perfect 7 and 0 on totals this year. I've got one totals play on uh, Sunday's NFL card. Overall, I have seven NFL plays uh, today at Pick Dogs. I also have three NBA plays, including my NBA game of the month for October. So a total of 10 plays across basketball and uh, football today. Nothing in hockey. I'll probably start my NHL uh, selections maybe in the middle of next week will be when I'll have my first NHL play. But if folks want to go to uh, Pick Dogs and jump on board for a week or for a month, uh, we will have hockey in, in a couple days. And that's the best value to join for a week or for a month. Have you had a chance to take a look at our betting tools over at Sports Chat or at Pick Dogs yet? Briefly last night, uh, right before I went to sleep, I only got about an hour and a half of sleep, so I didn't get a lot of uh, time to look. But I wanted—that's one—that's on my list of things to do. Yeah, uh, to go there because because I know you know Mitch and I have talked about this. The, uh, the these tools that uh, I guess this is just the first rollout, right? You're gonna have lots of tools. That yeah, will be this is just this, this is the we wanted to get something out the door. We were hoping to shoot for NFL Week One. Um, you know, the sports chat plays tools completely different set. Than the pick dogs tools. The pick dogs tools are all dog related. Um, the sports chat tools are more just betting, you know, and it's a much more robust um, option of choices and, you know, different ways to look at it. But yeah, it's just the first way we wanted to get something out the door. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited because I, I know the company that, you know, um, you're working with and uh, I, I, I've seen their suite of tools and it's unbelievable all the stuff that they have. Uh, you know, and uh, so I'm excited to see the layout or the, um, uh, you know, the, the stuff that comes onto the site over, over the next several months. Yeah, most of the websites out there use one of two options as far as their data and tools. And um, while both of those are super good companies, Don Best and uh, Sports Data IO, these guys are kind of like the Rolls Royce of the sports data. And it's like they don't work, they won't work with everybody. So it's like they don't have to. So it's like we're just really excited that they've um, chose us to be their first direct to uh, direct to the public platform. It's unbelievable. But, I mean, obviously they didn't know me that well, so they said oh, we could work with this guy. I told them I've been fired from every job I ever had. But didn't <laughs> didn't didn't uh, didn't push them away. They they kind of like that <laughs> for some for some reason. But uh, anyways. Um, Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you coming by, as always. Yeah, next Saturday should be a great, great day of games. Yeah, it'll be the last day Michigan's undefeated. Well, possibly, (laughs) possibly. Okay, I'll talk to you then. Maybe I'll pick it on the show. I like Florida next week. I'm going to tell you right out of the gate. I like them against Georgia. All right. We got. We still got a slew of guests left. We got Chris Ruffalo coming up next on the show. And, uh, man, this is a packed show. Um, this is our biggest NFL show we've ever had. It's, it might it be, is. It's it, fantastic. I think it's our biggest show. And everyone really strong opinion. Not a lot of games on the board today, but a lot of strong opinions and a lot of really good angles. Stuff that kind of make me look at the bets I made and say, eh, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe it's got, it, it's, it's easy to, uh, it's easy to second guess yourself, right? It is for going. sure. It's like I had all these things I loved, and then all of a sudden I was like, ah. <laughs> "Well, especially when Al throws those kind of stats at us, it really makes you start thinking." Oh, absolutely! These guys are, yeah. you know, 
you know, that's the difference. You know, that's why these guys are the pros. It's like, you know, it's doing all the homework and, and that's, you know, people are like, you know, oh, you know, I would never buy picks or I don't want to buy picks. Or, I mean, the picks are for people that don't have the time or don't want to do the homework. But you can see just the homework and, and everything that's going into the free picks. So, you know, imagine what they think are the best angles and the, that their homework produce. So it's like that's yeah. that's the difference. And, and those are the picks, you know, that while I don't think we have a handicapper on our site or I don't, you know, I don't even know any handicapper on any other sites on Twitter, even the Twitter clowns, right? I mean, I, even those guys, um, they always try, everyone, we all try and win them all, you know? Oh, some for people, sure. Some people just have a proven track record and are just uh, yeah. better at it than others and, you know, ha, you know, just know which angles are more important than others. But speaking of angles, we got Chris Ruffalo with us. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. And by the way, happy birthday. It's our, our second one spent together on the Pick Dogs morning show. So I'm decided not to pop out of the cake this year. Well, I know you took, I know you went against my canes yesterday and you paid the price. Um, that yeah. happens. Um, you weren't alone. Um, a lot of doubters out there, a lot of YouTube haters, the, the worst kind. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't a YouTube hater. I just thought I saw an angle, and clearly, I, oh, I the, saw the wrong one. I mean, the Canes have found ways to lose games this year, and they certainly gave NC State plenty of chances to cover in that game, and they, they were yeah, they did do it. But yeah, uh, they have. what do you got going on today for us? Uh, I only got the one play today, and it's one that I actually really like a lot. You know, we've been t- sorry. Whenever I've been coming on these these morning shows. On the NFL, I like to give out the money line dogs. I'm going to go back to the well with one that I've given out before. You know, the Las Vegas Raiders. You know, coming off that great win over the Denver Broncos. You know, silence having people about uh, that John Gruden saga. But I think they're for a bit of a letdown here against the Philadelphia Eagles. You know, I think the the Broncos were banged up in that game. Not nowhere near 100%. And Philadelphia comes into this game. You know. Despite losing four of five, they've been playing some pretty decent football, especially on the defensive side of the football. And, you know, the thing about Las Vegas is that they rely a lot on big plays, chunk plays. They've had, I believe, 32 plays of at least 20 yards this season. Well, Philadelphia, second fewest in the league allowed, giving up just 11 plays over 20 yards this season. And the Eagles actually match up defensively pretty well with the Raiders because the Raiders don't run the football well, and that's what the Eagles struggle to defend. Well, we all know how well the uh, the Raiders can move the ball through the air, and the Eagles have the fifth-best pass defense in the league. And if they can negate um, if they can negate Derek Carr, I think they've got a good chance to win this game outright. We've seen Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders start to really move the ball on the ground, and Hurts is starting to get comfortable moving that offense. And I think if he can do it, and I think the Raiders might be in a little bit of trouble here. I think I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles on the money line in this one. Joe, last week, uh, you know, the Raiders were in turmoil and you loved them in Denver. What do you think uh, about them this week against this yeah, and Eagles I, team? I absolutely love them again. Um, this Eagles team with Jalen Hurts, yes, he's got a great completion record, 62.5. Derek Carr is coming in with completion uh, rating just above that at 64.2. But the difference is Carr is able to make these big passes more so, I believe, in my opinion, than Jalen Hurts. We see him passing for 1,964 yards and 10 touchdowns. Um, Jalen Hurts still good at 1,480 yards, but 
Carr, I think, is having one of his best seasons. We've seen him in some letdown spots. That game against the Bears was absolutely terrible. I don't think we see Derek Carr fall back to that again this season. I think he has a fantastic game here. And the Raiders take this one. I'm I'm on the Raiders, too. I've been against Ruffalo's uh, money line picks. I think every single one that he's given out. And I think I've mixed or bad results doing so. So, um, you know, we saw the... Uh, Saw the Eagles win on the road in Carolina, uh, sim- similar spot. But I don't know. I think the Raiders uh, maybe playing with a little bit of fire right now um, after everything that happened there. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the NFL. I th- think that um, boy, if they release all of those emails, uh, <laughs> I don't think there's going to be a coach left. Um, is my guess. There's not going to be anyone left. Who's you know? Last one out, you know, turn off the lights type situation. But uh, I don't know. I, I like. The, I just think the Raiders are the better team. You know, I think the Eagles have some deficiencies here, and I think you know when you trade away your your tight end, who's kind of like your heart and soul of your team, you're basically saying we're not playing for this year anymore. Oh, absolutely. And they're two and five against the spread in their last seven games as a road underdog. This team doesn't perform on the road as an underdog. I like, I like, um, I think there's going to be a lot of points. I think that yep. both these teams have really invested in, in the wide receivers and, you know, in speed. So I just, yeah. Don't... And when we look at the Raiders, eight of the last 11 have gone over the total as well. Yeah. I, I think, you know, you have Denzel Perriman on, on the Raiders who's like, he's the type of guy that can really track down a guy like Hurts. You know, they'll probably have him you know, spying on him. And he's just such a sure tackler. And, you know, those Miami linebackers are. Anyways. I don't know. Tough for me to rally rally behind you with this one. But, of course, we'll be on for halftime of this one. So, might be able to uh, hit this one again. Looking at some of the some of the lines here for uh, some of these other games to see if anything has moved. Chiefs Titans at four, the Packers at eight and a half, Giants three, Ravens six, Jets. I show seven still in that one. Lions sixteen and a half. This game I show at two now. Still like it at two. Oh, you like it money line? Yeah, money line plus one ten. You still see the value there. Yeah, I, I got it earlier in the week, I think at plus plus 165, I think when it was a few days ago, but uh, I still like it. I still think that the, the Eagles win this game. Both their wins this season have come on the road, so I, I, I still like it. All right. Well, what, you have another game, or are you... No, that's, just... I only had the one for today. All right, well, what are you selling? Well, today I got my Sunday Smash NFL five pack, five plays that I absolutely love for this this NFL weekend. Probably five of my favorite plays for the entire season so far. I got those for forty nine ninety five over at Pick Dogs Premium, or I got one play by itself, my Insider's Edge twenty nine ninety five for one specific game on the card today. That's one play that you do not want to be on the wrong side of. So check that out. I also got an NBA three pack as well up, off to a nice start in the NBA and. Uh, and we can't go wrong. We had a nice winning day yesterday. We're going to keep it going, finish the week strong here. What do you think about Al Nino's pick of uh, Boston minus 200 for the NHL against the undefeated Sharks? You have a premium on that or anything? Or are you free to talk about it? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay to talk about it a little bit. I, yeah, let's I talk think... about this for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Does it, I mean, 
I mean, puck line would be sick. Yeah, I mean, the the way I see it is the penny the sharks... was clearly on the sharks. I mean, it was a, it was a tail. Okay, well, that, it, wasn't, well, then it, it wasn't like the magic eight ball ask again later that we get sometimes. You know, this was a clear. If the <laughs> if the penny's on the shark, I, the sharks I've got to be on the sharks. No, but realistically, Boston was ticked off after being blown out by Philadelphia, and they got their frustrations out on Buffalo yesterday. So sharks. I think the Sharks come in go gangbusters. Money line, or are you going to take them? Puck oh, line? I'm going to I'm going to go money line plus one sixty five plus one seventy. Uh, with the way that the Sharks have been defending this year, absolutely, it's worth a shot. Concentrate Chris- and ask again. It said. Chris, what do you think about all of these games that are so tight going to the OT? You know what, Rod and I talk about these sometimes on the videos. If you if you're seeing a lot of games go to overtime, or even if you look back historically and see, you know, overtime is a constant trend in some of these games. Take a look at that three-way line, you know, the 60-minute line, because you take the tie after 60 minutes. Sometimes you're getting plus 280, plus 300, 350, and I think that's sometimes worth value sprinkling a um a couple bucks on but you know part of me thinks well is it there to drum up ratings absolutely but at the same time the teams are getting better the goalie equipment's getting smaller that's why we're seeing higher scoring games but we're also seeing you know a lot more physical checking we're seeing the game evolve so you know as everybody's evolving the games are going to be tighter and i think there is going to be lots more overtime so uh, i'm all for free hockey though all right absolutely Well, Chris, you're only here for ratings as well. We appreciate you stopping by, and uh, we will see you on the drive-thru every day. Of course, Chris is also uh, putting up videos every day on the Sports Chat Place YouTube channel. He's going to get that fired up, and I think I'm going to join him for some stuff. I'm going to help him with the – start explaining some of these betting tools that I've been talking about over at Sports Chat Place on these videos as well. So um, I think he's going to have some of the other cappers join him over there too. So uh, be sure to check him out at Sports Chat Place's YouTube channel. So subscribe over there as well. And then, um, like I said, Monday through Friday on the drive-thru with Tony T. Once again, thanks, Chris. We'll see you Thank you guys year. for having me. You've been working yeah. out? Is that your workout gear you got on there? It might be. It might be. I'm trying to look a little bit svelte for the camera, you know, black slimming color. He's headed to sculpt class right after this. Anyways, thanks, nope, everyone. Granddad's, granddad's donuts right <laughs> up the street. Don't get Rod started on the on the defrosted Tim Hortons. <laughs> Anyways. I'll try not to. Joe, that was Chris Ruffalo. He's, uh, always, he's been having these money line dogs on the show, and he's been pretty effective with some of them. Yeah, you know, he has. So, you know, we have to uh, kind of definitely have to pay attention, but at the same time, I don't have to agree with the pick on there, and I could, I'm free to lose my own money if I want to. Absolutely. I forgot I was going to make him sing happy birthday to you, so maybe we'll have to get Brian to do that. Oh, that's going to be brutal. <laughs> Looking for, uh, I don't know, for some reason I always struggle finding Rod's name tag. Here we go. I should put these all in order. Anyways, Rod, welcome to the show. He's got his sunglasses on his head. Means, what are you, what are you going skiing after this, or uh, what's going on? No, I went out. I went out. It was sunny. It was nice. <laughs> I, I took your I took your advice and, and actually bought some sunglasses. Nice. Uh, I actually own a pair of sunglasses now, and uh, so yeah, I already went out. I took the wife to work while uh, in the middle of the show. 
took off, ran away from the green room and uh, <laughs> ran up to, ah, I got scratches, came back. <laughs> so it's a nice sunny day out. Let's get ourselves some more winners like we did yesterday. Well, you've been hot, um, you know, you, you've been hot recently. So, uh, you know, what have you got going on for us today? Today I'm going to go, uh, probably game against, uh, going against a few people, but, uh, that's how you uh, win being on your own little island. I'm going to go with uh, this Washington Redskins team here at Green Bay. Uh, I think this is a, a prime letdown spot for this Green Bay Packers team. They're missing some uh, guys on defense. Alexander Smith, Kevin King out, Darnell Savage out on uh, the D for this Packers team. And this Washington D, sure, everybody was all high and hyped on them uh, to go in the be- in, in the beginning. Of, of the season, and they haven't. They've definitely underperformed uh, from uh, what they normally have. And uh, but I, I think they come out and they play. They play solid, hard in this game. And then you look uh, this Washington Redskins team. They're actually seven and three. Their last ten on the road versus a team with the uh, winning home record, which is what the Packers do. They've been solid at home. Packers two and five ATS in their last seven home games versus a team with a losing road record. Uh, I think this is just too many points. I think Packers win by seven. We, uh, the Redskins plus the eight and a half. I think Green Bay is looking a little bit ahead to their next two games coming up that they got against the Cardinals and the Chiefs. Um, I don't think they get up so uh, high high beat in, in, in this game and uh, try to slaughter anybody. So uh, I think it's just a seven-point win, and we get a nice uh, cover. Washington plus the eight and a half for me. Joe, what do you think? God, this is a hard one. I've gone back and forth with this one. Um, I really like Green Bay to start, but then looking forward at the schedule, Roger Wright, for them to come out and get such a big win might not happen. Washington plus eight and a half I'm seeing. Um could pull it off. I've had so much belief in this defense that really hasn't shown up yet and I'm waiting for them um Chase Young is due for a big day I know there's injuries also on the Green Bay's offensive line which scares me and leads me to believe that um Chase will have that day we've been looking for when we also look at Green Bay against the spread in their last seven home games versus teams with a winning or a losing record they are two and five against the spread um so at this moment I, I think Washington plus the points is the way to go. Earlier in the week, I thought it was the Packers out of the way. Yeah, I, I'm not feeling you guys. I don't see it at all. I think Washington absolutely inept this season and certainly not even close to the team that we saw in the past. The numbers just don't dictate that this is going to happen or be remotely close of a game at all. Washington, um, you know, just absolutely hideous um, so far this season, 22.7 points per game. Meanwhile, Aaron Rodgers at Lambeau Field, well, (laughs) we kind of know what happens here. I mean, and it's especially against an offense like Washington where, you know, they're going to turn the ball over. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to probably go for it on a fourth down and not make it. And, you know, we know what happens. It's like, Nowhere else seems to happen like this, like it does at Lambeau, where all of a sudden the snowball starts rolling and it gets rolling and they're jumping into the crowd. And it's kind of, it's almost like an Ohio State game, right? Where it's like they're beating a bad team and going crazy. And it's like, it's just a very, very tough place to get it done. And Aaron Rodgers just, I mean, he's having a lot of fun this season. I don't see it stopping here against the what, 30th ranked defense in the NFL. 
And if the defense, kind of like the Miami defense, I'll say the same thing about the Washington defense. It's the offense that's absolutely hung them out to dry. I mean, you cannot be a top-ranked defense if you're on the field for 40 minutes plus every single game. You just cannot. Can't do it. And I don't think they are this game. I think uh, Green Bay's defense, because the Green Bay's defense is beat up. So uh, Washington will hold on the ball a little longer than uh, what people think in this game. Because... uh, what if, there's, what if there's like a what if there's like a, um so we've seen this twice recently in in uh, co- in in I saw one in college one in NFL where there's a fumble and forward progress is they call they rule forward progress stopped where the pro- the, the progress is stopped by the ball coming out of the runner's arms and you know being on the field I mean that's to me is why the why the forward progress stopped um, but what are the chances of Washington getting that call in this type of game? Like uh, zero, zero, <laughs> and the chance. What are the chances of the Packers getting a call like that in this game? Like ninety nine point nine percent. Yeah. So it's like this is just a bad spot, and it, I mean, with the game on Thursday night, it's like they're gonna want the Packers to look real good going into that thing to take on the undefeated Cardinals. That is a really good angle to look at in this one. Yeah. Very good angle. I, I've seen this storyline. I've, I've seen this act eh, before. That don't scare me. Short week. Uh, Packers don't take this uh, Washington team as seriously as they should, and uh, they get burnt. We get a cover. Damn right. They, they or do the they want to see them? I, I think Green Bay yeah. wins the game. That's all they want. They want the win. They're not worried about making sure that they cover. Aaron oh, Rodgers looks like he's having a lot of fun out there. He I actually think in this one we're going to see a lot of points. I like the over in this. It's dropped down from forty-eight and a half. It's down to forty-seven. I think we're going to see um, Washington put up some points and Green Bay put up some as well. So I think 47 is way too low. Do you have, a, do you have anything else for us? I just got the one. one just play. the one? How about any hockey? Any hockey? Sure. I can give How about Vegas hockey. against the Islanders? Yep. Sure. I can chat with Vegas and Vegas now. As you look, Vegas, this Vegas team, they started off the season, and they have not looked good at all. Their defense is uh, right there at the bottom of the league, giving up goals oh plenty. And uh, this Islanders team, yeah, they started off the season uh, not so good. They've won their last two games and uh, got things rolling around. So for me, uh, I'm going to take the Islanders here uh, against this Vegas team. Sure, I know this is a back-to-back spot for the Islanders. Sometimes the Islanders like to... Uh, excel in these back-to-back spots um they're hard-hitting defensive style uh and this weak weak vegas uh defense i think the islanders can uh, take advantage hold hold down uh, vegas and you look at vegas's offense it's not as good as uh, what it has been as well so they're having trouble putting the puck in the net which is uh plays right into the hands of uh, a game plan that the islanders love hit you hard and uh win these close low scoring games so uh, i think the islanders take it under as well. How about you, Joe? Yeah, I've got a. If you think the Islanders can win this at all, it's definitely going to be an under game. I think that is the strongest way to go with this. Um, Vegas just hasn't been able to find the back of the net, like you said, Rod. Again, this one, though, is one I'd rather play the under than a side because if this goes to overtime, it's going to go to overtime at 1 1, 2 2. So under five and a half is where I'd sit with this one. All right. Of course, uh, you'll see Rod on our premium and VIP shows following this show. So uh, this, this is um, really going full tilt on this thing. Oh, my wife just threw a balloon in. 
There you go. Is she going to come sing happy birthday or are we going to get Brian too? No, no, I'm not singing. Come on, Brian. I know. I'll tell player. you who like. I'll tell you who likes these. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, buddy. Come here. Look at this. Let's under over for how quick it's popped. Oh, he didn't do it. He's got a ball in his mouth. He couldn't bite it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you in just a couple minutes, Rod. Thanks again for uh, coming by, as always. And you can catch Rod every day on our live show, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, on the weekends and weekdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, Joe, just one more guest left to go. We all know who that is. Um, still trying to cash that futures bet on the Dodgers that he made to win the uh, win that series against the Braves. Great value on that. Um, gotta love, love the value. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Don't know what to say. (laughs) Well, it's all, it's always, it's always fun. I mean, we could sit here and talk about my losing bets for, for a long time. I had, I had, I had, I took Oregon and laid six and a half yesterday in that game against UCLA. I was booked to be in the money and then ended up losing. So, uh, it happens, but, uh, yeah, happens to all of us. Certainly does, especially when you play those extended lines, which I like to do. And I have a few of those out today, with and uh, I'll be giving out one of those on the VIP show that uh, I like. So uh, actually, I actually have two that I really like, and I'll give out one of those on the VIP though. Been pretty good with them. Looking for Brian's uh, name here, and let's see. Uh, we can't find it, but we know who he is. We'll find it in the meantime. Bring him in. Hello, Brian. How are you? I know you had a winning well, day yesterday. Yeah, that always helps. But like Big Al said, my favorite play was Iowa State, and that did not come in. But, you know, winning day is a winning day, so we'll try to keep it moving forward. Beats the beats the alternative. That's what I always say. Yep. I love the people that say beats a sharp stick in the eye. Like, what doesn't beat a sharp <laughs> stick in the eye, you know? <laughs> I've never heard that expression ever in my life. Beats a sharp stick in the eye. Yeah, I I would say so. (laughs) The game I enjoyed the most. Beats a punch in the nose, but not that one. How about sitting in gum? You ever sit in gum? (laughs) No. You've never sat on a piece of gum? You've never sat on a piece of gum? I've never sat on a piece of gum. Oh, it's the worst. (laughs) I guess I always look where I sit before I sit. Beats sitting on on some gum. Good think of worse things to sit in. You guys still have about an hour left to join our office pool. Um, the prize pool is double this week. The base prize is double this week because we reached our subscriber quota. So uh, be sure to take advantage. Make sure you retweet the post over at Pick Dogs. Um, you got to do that. That's read the rules and make sure you retweet that post at Pick Dogs for the office pool, or else you're not eligible. It's rule number one. Brian, what do you got for us today? I'll tell you what, with my free pick I'm giving out today and a play that I really love, could have easily been a premium play. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans here, plus the points. Uh, they shocked the betting world last week as they took out the mega public bandwagon team, the Buffalo Bills. Now they get a shot at another public humper, Kansas City Chiefs, who did cover last week, but overall have not been a good team against the spread. The last two seasons going 14, 4 and 13 against the spread. 
uh, last 17 overall. Chiefs are one and four against the spread last five meetings against this Tennessee Titans team. Uh, I still feel the Chiefs will struggle uh, with that Super Bowl hangover. Three, I think it's a three-point game anyway. You slice it. I think the Titans should have should, Titans should be able to run the ball up and down on this Kansas City Chiefs defense. Uh, Chiefs might pull out the win, but I think the Titans get the cover. Take the Tennessee Titans plus the points. Joe, what do you think of this one? Uh, this one has. It can go either way for me in this one. I could see a situation where um, the Chiefs just outplay them offensively and the Titans um, fall behind and fall behind quick because this is Patrick Mahomes. And I think there's too much weight being given on this Titans team. I really do. When we look at any other season, this Chiefs team would have been a way bigger favorite in this game. Um, the Titans did have a fantastic game. Derrick Henry's playing amazing. But again, I'm just, I, I can't get behind this Titans team. Then we look at the stats, the underdogs four and one in their last five meetings. So the Titans have kept this tight. She's having me covering the spread. This is one that I can't get on a side of. I, I have to say, I like the Chiefs in this one. I think they're going to ring them up, I, and not because I don't, I don't, I I understand the reasoning, I understand all those things, but you have a Titans team on a short week, and I don't know if you guys listened to that game with the sound on. I ne- I generally don't, but I had the sound on on that game, and it was thunderous hitting in that game. They are going to be worn down. It is a short week for the Titans, and it was a super physical game against the Bills. They got the win. But man, they they lost. They're gonna. Those are the type of games where the guys feel those hits. You know, twenty five years from now, it was that kind of game. And I think that when you have guys like Tyreek Hill and you know those other Chiefs guys bouncing around back there, man, they're gonna be feeling it in the fourth quarter. I really don't want to be on the other side of Patrick Mahomes after his defense has been uh, after your defense has been kind of worked over like that. Also, Ryan Tannehill, you know. The, the probability of him putting together two quality performances back-to-back is slim and none. I'm going to take the Chiefs here. And that's also, Bri- also Brian's on the Titans, sure. so that's us. <laughs> well, you know, I also like – I really liked Rod's play on the Washington, too. I mean, but, you know, we have two super public teams with the Packers and Chiefs and – I just, I just think the Titans are. How's that? Gritty. How's that? How's that? How's that anti-Packers angle treat? Packers you this are five year? and one against five the and one against the number five straight games. So you know they don't give away money at the sports books, and you know they'll get those Packers guys. So hopefully today's the day on that one. But yeah, I just think the Titans are a gritty home team, and the Chiefs something looks off with them this season. Mahomes is awesome. We all know that they have a great offense, but their defense is just terrible. Pretty sad. Terrible. So we'll see I think you can go today. with the Derrick Henry props, you know, the over yep. yards and stuff on that. I, I agree with you there. I just think that, that we're probably going to see a higher scoring game, and I think that, you know, what we've seen in Titans-Chiefs games is when it gets late in the game, Patrick Mahomes kind of works him over a little bit. Yeah, and that's one thing I think this line isn't reflecting. It's still Patrick Mahomes. Like, Kansas City hasn't been as good as we've seen them, but – I don't know. I can't disrespect Patrick Mahomes and take the Titans plus the points in this one. We could see the Chiefs up 11 points late, and that defense that KC could easily let the Titans roll down the field for a backdoor cover. So you got that four-point four, four mark. That's a key number here. 
All right. You have another game for us, or is that all for you today? Nope. That's that's my specialty. But, you know, if just one off the cuff, I kind of like the Orlando Magic here, getting a ton of points against the New York Knicks. I think the Knicks are a top five Eastern Conference team, but they're not a team that blows teams out of the water. It just seems like a lot for the Knicks to be laying here. Just the lean. I like the Orlando Magic. All right. What do you got for sale today? I'll tell you what, going for seven straight winning days. And uh, like you mentioned before, I don't do many totals, but I got another total today. I'm trying to hit uh, five of my last seven NFL totals going back two seasons. So make sure you pick out my NFL Pound Zone three pack. You get my three best bets of the day for $40 at pickdogs.com, premium picks, or just pick up that total. I think it's a total no limit bet. So pick it up at pickdogs.com. Today was one of the longest shows we've ever had, a complete two-hour show. But um, at the same time, we covered every game on the NFL card today on this show across the board. So hopefully you guys got some great information. We got some other picks that came in as well um, on some of the other sports, some we disagreed with, some we agree with. But, of course, we're here every day at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday, and then 10 a.m. on the weekends. Uh, The weekday is Brian, Joe, Rod Zawacki and myself. Um, the weekends is this sort of style where it's kind of the capper open door type thing. And uh, we don't have time limits or, you know, game limits or anything like that on anybody. So more for you guys. Like I said, be sure to check out the betting tool section, especially the one over at Sports Chat Place. The Pick Dogs one is really good, I think, is, is, is really good as well for the dogs. Um, Sports Chat one is kind of more, depends, you know, it it's information overload. But you guys should check it out. I'm telling you, it's, better than what the other guys are charging for. Have a great day, everyone. We appreciate each and every one of you. We're going to make it a winning day. And, of course, I'm going to try and act more professional tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone. Thank you again, Joe, for uh, spending the morning with me. And thank you, and happy birthday, Mitch. Thank you.